True Crime friends, welcome back to another episode of True Crime in Academia. I'm your host, Mary DePippi. First of all, I hope you all are having a wonderful week so far. If not, that really sucks, and I hope it gets better for you. So I just saw today on this Monday morning, Bailey Sarian just tweeted that her and her man broke up. That really sucks. I feel so bad. So I'm just, I hope, sending you love, Bailey. I hope you're you're okay. You're going to be okay. But I really hope she got saint in the agreement. Oh my God. I can't even imagine what it would be like to break up with someone that you share a pet with. I'm sure, actually, I don't know. I can't say that I know because I, I, I wouldn't know. But I feel like in some ways it could be worse <laughs> than like getting a divorce and having to split custody of your kids and I know that's extremely presumptuous of me as someone who does not have children and just has pets however the courts kind of decide custody or you know custody of children is decided via mediation I don't really know how like you would handle that in a pet situation. I feel like in those situations, one person takes the animal and the other person never sees them again. That's that's really sad. So yeah, I hope she got sainty. Poor Bailey. Anyway, not to harp on bad news. Last week was pretty rough. So this week, I've decided to go over, well, this week and next week, we will be going over some cheating scandals. Something a little bit lighter, you know, a palate cleanser. Because, like I said, last week was pretty fucking rough. So, we are going to cover some college scandals. I had actually seen this article from Business Insider. And they had a list of top 10 cheating scandals. And kind of from there, as I was just looking through, I found other ones. So I kind of, between this week and next week, I've picked my 10 (laughs) that I want to talk about. And this week, we're going to do the first five. So with that, let's get into it. Number one, Indiana University Dentistry School. In 2007, half of the second-year class at Indiana University Dentistry School allegedly used information illegally to pass an exam. Which one? I could not find, but does it really matter? It was determined that through hacking, the students were able to view a copy of the exam before it was given. I've seen some conflicting information about the exact number of students that were either suspended or dismissed, but most of the articles that I've seen state that nine students were expelled, six were suspended, and 21 were sent letters of reprimand for not ratting out their fellow students. (laughs) Come on now. I mean, we all know that snitches get stitches. 
I mean, it's just not cute. I don't think to snitch like that. Plus, I don't actually think it's fair that these 21 students got reprimanded. Why are they being held responsible for the actions of their classmates? I mean, obviously, cheating is wrong. And considering that this was about half the class, but still, I mean, like, this, these students are adults. Hold the adults who did the deed accountable for, you know, what they did and leave everyone else alone. Why are you mad at the 21 who decided they didn't want to say anything? God, come on. Be reasonable here. Number two, Broch Zicklin School of Business. In 2012, the Zicklin School of Business at Broch College was rocked by the uncovering of a cheating scandal in which four former students intended to sue the school. Grad students admitted to openly cheating and that a professor would give out answers during the test. To be honest, I actually had a religion teacher that would do that. <laughs> we would be like, yo, I don't, can you help me with this question? And she would start to explain and then she'd be like, ah, well, the answer is B. And then we'll just give you the answer. But yeah, that was high school. This is a bit different. A former student, an accountant named Stacy Morton, said that cheaters would sit next to someone doing well and would look at their papers. The professors knew. She and three other students have stated that they have complained multiple times to administration, but nothing was being done, which is kind of crazy when you consider it. It was also discovered that some administrators had forged professors' names in order to inflate the grades of at least 15 students. They did this because they wanted to keep the tuition checks coming in, which were ranging between $45,000 and $75,000. Now, from what I can tell, students were not being told that this was happening. But, I mean, come on. If you're failing a class, you are going to know that your grade is being tampered with if you suddenly had an A. The program director, an accounting professor named Elok Ghosh, was named as one of the instructors who helped the students cheat. It was stated that Professor Ghosh would walk around the classroom reviewing the students' work and would tell them if they had the wrong answer and to correct them. It was also noted that he was seen giving out answers during the final, which was worth about 70% of the grade. <laughs> Some high-ranking administrators for the school claimed that they had no idea this was going on. Another group of students from the class of 2011 had planned to demand tuition refunds. <laughs> a representative of the group stated, if we could just give back our degree for a full refund, a lot of us would do that. Number three, Harvard University. Oh, Harvard. <laughs> Harvard, Harvard, Harvard. If you know anything about Harvard, Harvard has a lot of scandals. <laughs> which some of which we will cover on this podcast. But this specific one we are talking about occurred in 2012. 125 undergrads from Harvard were investigated for plagiarism or academic misconduct. It is not confirmed, but it appears that the plagiarism and academic misconduct came from one specific class. Government 1310, Introduction to Congress. At the time, 279 students had been enrolled in that class. The scandal was discovered by the professor of said class, 
again, whether it was government 1310 or another class altogether, we can't say for sure. But this professor noticed too many similarities between a number of take-home exams that were given to the students over the summer. The teacher then referred them to the administrative board. Harvard sent out a letter stating the following. Dear students, I am writing to alert you to deeply disturbing allegations of academic dishonesty involving a significant number of Harvard College students. And to remind you of every student's duty to embrace our ideals regarding as well as the specific rules governing academic integrity. Every student whose work is under review has already been contacted by the administrative board. If you have not been contacted by the board, your work is not being reviewed by the administrative board. I mean, it sounds easy enough. Basically, if you've been contacted by the board, you're in trouble. If not, then you're good. You're in the clear. The dean of the faculty of the arts and sciences, Michael D. Smith, stated, We take academic integrity very seriously because it goes to the heart of our educational mission. I mean, yeah. I feel like that should be the educational mission of every school. (laughs) You know? I mean, obviously, cheating isn't okay. And... How can you prove that you know something or are getting an education if you're constantly cheating? And especially on this level, this is affecting degrees, which would then affect how someone gets a job later on down the road. And if they can't do the job because they didn't do any of the work on their own, how are they going to be competent enough? And then that's going to make the school look bad because their name's on the degree. You know? The college was to engage with outside experts on academic integrity, and they were supposed to initiate a campus-wide discussion on this issue. The board's process, I guess, is done. (laughs) Um, And at the time of this, there were no specific judgments about any specific cases. Again, I could not find really any information past what I was able to find when it initially occurred. So I have no idea what the outcomes of that one were. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, true crime friends. You've heard me talk about my amazing friend Mandy before. She makes the best crochet, cre-cut, and custom home decor for reasonable prices. If you're looking for a one-of-a-kind gift or some new decor to add some new life into your home, Look no further. Mandy has got you. I have quite a few items from her, ranging from a crocheted headband to Halloween decor items to my amazing and adorable Coraline ornament. Um, If you guys haven't noticed, I'm like obsessed with Coraline and I just love how Mandy makes it. She's also made me a Coraline doll that sits next to all of my true crime books. To order, just slide in her DMs on Facebook and Instagram at Mandy Made It. That's M-A-N-D-E-E, 
Made It on Facebook and Instagram. Once again, go to Mandy Made It on Facebook and Instagram. Send her a DM and order today. Number four, Diablo Valley College. In 2007, Diablo Valley College in California was caught up in an alleged sex for grade scandal, according to TV station KTVU. Dozens of students were suspected of paying student workers up to $600 per grade to have their grades altered. But it later came to light that some students were exchanging sexual favors in exchange for grade changes. Up to 84 students were involved during a period of three years to improve official transcripts. Because these student employees had access to the college grade system, they were able to replace Fs with As, according to documents and emails obtained by the Times. These documents also revealed that more than 100 people, which not sure if these were student workers and employees or just student workers or I'm not sure. But more than 100 people across the three-campus Contra Costa Community College District were authorized to change grades, and that these changes affected grades from as early as 2003. The college's administrators went out of their way to keep it quiet, and they even asked faculty members to check years of records for illicit grade changes. I mean, that's nice. Make the teachers do all the work. How sweet of you. I mean, I don't know if these were like other type of administrator faculty members or professors specifically, but I'm assuming that the professors are involved in some way, shape, or form in checking these grades. So way to go. Way to make their job 20 times harder. That's cool. After a 15-month investigation, more than 400 grades were initially found to be suspicious. At the time, college police say that they were close to turning over evidence to Contra Costa County prosecutors. I couldn't, again, just like some of the other ones, I could not find the fallout of this scandal. But college administrators since have removed access to grade changes from all but 11 college and district employees. I mean, yeah, why? I don't understand why students had access to changing grades in the first place, um, even though if they were working for the school. And I understand this is like the early-ish 2000s. So technology was new. They probably were figuring things out. Uh, but still, <laughs> why would you let... It just doesn't make sense to me why you would let students have access to grades that just I mean as it turns out I mean they have up to 400 grades that are, were suspicious so putting just a little too much trust in those students but also why would you put temptation in their path in the first place but that's just my opinion number five Dartmouth now this one's a more recent one in 2021 Several students at Geisel School of Medicine at Dartmouth were under investigation for allegedly accessing online course materials while they were taking a closed book exam remotely. The investigations began early in the year when an alleged eyewitness using Canvas, 
which for those of you who don't know, is an online course management system that a lot of schools use. This witness told Geisel administrators that students appeared to be using the system at the same time exams were being administered. Now, I have no idea who this eyewitness is. I don't know where they're getting their information from, but this is what we're being, this is what they were told. Geisel Dean Dwayne Compton addressed the students in a virtual town hall saying, this is a circumstance that none of us thought we would be in. It's not something we take lightly. I recognize the great amount of distrust from the students with respect to the administration, and I feel the need to take steps to restore that trust. I am open to the discussion about an independent party, but I need to, we need to, think carefully about the structure of that and what the purview of an independent party would have. The initial report was sent to the Committee on Student Performance and Conduct, which is composed of Geisel faculty, medical students, and a community member. Not sure who that community member is, but I guess they're a trusted member of the community. The CSPC, with the assistant of the school's IT staff, conducted a review of the use of Canvas system during exams throughout this academic year. Students found guilty of cheating may be required to retake exams or face more serious sanctions. This particular cheating scandal has been quite the subject of discussion on social media. An Instagram page at Concerned Student 1797 contained posts where students shared anonymously how the experience has negatively affected their physical and mental health. One post urged Geisel to increase involvement of student advocates versed in the honor code review process so they may help accused students better understand it, while others supported the independent review of the school's process. 60 students from Geisel gathered outside the dean's office to protest the school's handling of the academic misconduct investigation. So far, three students have been expelled. Students wore masks with X's drawn on front of them and carried signs reading, due process for all, students are not disposable, believe your students, and transparency for our community. At this time, Geisel has begun electronic proctoring of its exams. And again, I have no other further information. However, this is a more recent one, so we might actually be seeing the fallout of this in the next coming year or this year so i guess we'll find out well my dears that is my top five for this week part two i will have cheating scandals six through ten for you again keeping it a little light these next two weeks and then don't worry we'll be right back into murder i promise (laughs) i hope you all have a wonderful week Please stay safe out there, wear your masks, social distance, get vaccinated, just do all of the things. Please, because I love you and I want you to stay safe out there. Until next time, I will see you guys later. True Crime in Academia is an Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast. Members of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room include Andrew Rimby, Executive Director, Mary DePippi, Chief Contributor, and Jaron Usta, Marketing Director. Don't forget to like, rate, follow, and subscribe to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room on your favorite podcast platform. And go to our Patreon in the podcast description below to become a patron and have access to exclusive, never-before-seen content.